You're listening to the Fortnite Community Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Goal Zero. What up, what up, what up? And this is a, a, a mile mark here, Null Zero. This is episode 20, bro. We've gotten to episode 20 of the Fortnite Community Podcast. And uh, we're super excited to still be here with you guys. And we hope there's many, many, many more milestone episodes to get to. So uh, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging around here. Of course, I'm your host, Too Loud TX. And here with me today, the one, the only, the HP killer, no, 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 zero. What's going on, bro? Oh, man. I can't believe we're already at a tw- at 20 mile mark. That's, yeah, no. Uh, Pretty crazy. This seems so quick. Uh, I mean, we're like, like almost half, halfway through a whole year, right? I mean, we're getting close of doing, yeah. of doing a whole year of this show already, which is insane. Uh, we're about halfway through and, and uh, super excited to get to that year mark for sure. But yeah, man, it's been crazy. Obviously, shout out to everybody that's been listening, everybody that's been telling your friends about the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, every review that you give us on iTunes or Podbean or Google Play now uh, really helps us out, helps other people notice that there's a Fortnite community podcast out there for them and uh, that they can enjoy. So a more, more so a milestone for you guys in the community. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and everybody else that's been uh, giving us feedback. You guys are amazing. The emails that keep coming in, uh, the nice words that we keep getting in the Discord, uh, being able to play with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of great people so far, and we hope if we haven't got to meet you or play with you yet, uh, that we will get to, especially if you're on PlayStation 4. Uh, we'll get to do that soon. So, uh, as always, guys, this show is brought to you by Glomtom. Glomtom.com, uh, 5% off. Use the code FORTNITE. Uh, we can't talk about it enough. Sometimes we go more in depth, but I'm just going to leave it there this time. Glomtom. Go check it out. I'll give it a try. Um, and I think I've, I've convinced a few of you already to get one, and you've loved them. So please, please, please jump in the Discord and let everybody know how much you love them. Uh, iTunes reviews. Keep those coming. Hope you guys enjoyed those last week. We'll do those again, like I said. In about, uh, about four weeks, five weeks, um, we'll, we'll get them in there. Uh, and also, uh, guys, we are caught up completely, Null Zero, finally, completely on YouTube. So all the episodes are on YouTube. We'll get this one up this week, uh, usually following after the release of the podcast. We get the video up, and uh, you guys can go see some victory royales, usually with me and Null Zero in there. I got a few solos that I've put in, but usually it's me and Null Zero um, carrying, you know, Kyle. Or, you know, Brad, you know, something like that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's usually there. But uh, you guys can go see those, check them out, tell your friends uh, if they want to just listen on YouTube, they can do that as well while they play. I know a lot of you guys do that. So thank you so much. Shout out to everybody on the YouTube page for helping us out there. Uh, and then, like I said, keep your emails and comments coming, guys. It helps us out. But hey, no zero. This is going to be a shorter show. Unfortunately, our guest didn't get, this, get the show up this week. Some things had come up again. Um, so hopefully guys, we, we won't have this occur a lot in the future, but we, we try to bring you a guest every week and we got some awesome people lined up next week. We have the guys from, uh, Fortnite BR Twitter. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but they are coming on the show. Uh, they actually handle the, uh, FortniteInsider.com. So they're going to be on the show. And then, and then we have the one the only Dr. Lupo coming on the show the following week. Uh, and we got some other guests lined up after that. So hopefully you guys will stick around and enjoy those. 
Um, and I know all the guests, they plan on coming when they commit to us. Uh, you know, and obviously life happens and sometimes things come up and we got to reschedule. So this is going to be a shorter show. Um, not as long as probably you guys are used to. We're just going to jump into some of the things that we've been dealing with this week. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with a longer show next week. But hope you guys enjoy this one. Let's go ahead and jump in to this week's Fortnite Battle Royale news and topics. All right, so this week uh, we had a couple things happen here. We had some exposure um, of social media, it becoming a little more mainstream. We talked about Ninja last week and the whole Zero. But this week we saw him like on the news, right? And Yep, I saw him on MSNBC or something like that. Yeah, he was out there, you know, talking about his career and what he's done and obviously giving a lot of props to Twitch. And an epic on this. Um, and what role, like, do you think, like, that the social media atmosphere has created here for people like Ninja and then creating this mainstream idea? Like, do you think that social media is helping out and building a big part in this, um, I guess, push for Fortnite, especially? Yeah, I mean, overall, it's, you know, social media helps with. Obviously, exposure, right? Especially because, like Fortnite, you know, game developers are starting to realize that when Twitch streamers really speak well of their game and they're streaming, and you get big names in there, that it can make or break a game, right? And then you take that, and it crosses over into Facebook posts, it crosses over into YouTube, and into Twitter, and all of those things and people are like, well, I got to, you know, what's going on here. I need to go take a look at this. So, so I mean, people that may not have ever heard of Fortnite see, you know, right. some of these streamers going over and they're like, what's this Fortnite game? Yeah. I, I think obviously a big thing comes out of everybody's talking about how much money he's making every month. And, and that's awesome. Like congratulations to him. Right. I mean, he's worked his butt off. He's been around doing this a long time, uh, more so than most people uh, that happened to maybe, get that break right and get that bit of luck that comes in there as well. Um, and, and I don't really want to focus on that part of it. Uh, and I like what you said, like in, and how it's building the community. I think one thing that speaks to, and we experienced this dealing with Ubisoft a couple of years ago was that they really valued every streamer they could get their hands on. Right. And we saw them, they do the, uh, the you play, uh, you become an uh, official um, uh, Ubisoft player, star player. Or star player. Yeah, star player. And they really valued that. I mean, we went to E3 and we saw, I mean, you know, how many people they actually invited to be a star player there and how they were pushing content through them. Right? And yeah, I mean, they, like I said, you know, they're, these companies are starting to realize how important it is to have these streamers and stuff actually pick up their game and promote it and especially these games that are crossing over that games as a service type deal it makes a big difference it really helps them out um to have streamers you know constantly streaming the game and it definitely helps out when the company then tends to go for these players because it shows right. almost like uh like they're obtainable right when you see so especially like mid-level lower streamers, right. when you see people getting reached out to, then you feel like, well, dude, I could get there. Like if I want to 
start a YouTube, I want to do a podcast or whatever, you actually feel like you could get touched by them and you could touch them and actually have a conversation. Right. No, and and I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's really cool to see these game developers uh, reach out, especially like you said, to the mid to smaller streamers, right? I mean, of course they're going to reach out to a Ninja. Of course they're going to reach out to a Dakota. Um, you know, these guys, these all these TSM players that got signed. Like, you know, there's a, there was a lot of, there for a couple of weeks were like really big names and this big push for a lot of pro stuff was happening. But I think what's really cool is to see them reach out to maybe some of the smaller streamers um, and some of the more mid-level streamers. Not that Triple Rec, I was going to use him as an example, that he's like a, a low-end low streamer or mid-end streamer. He's a great guy. He's a great streamer. He's been around the Destiny community for a long time, but he's actually getting his feet wet. He was just at GDC with, mm. with them this week, and he got invited out to GDC with... Uh, a couple other players um, and other streamers from other games as well um, to come to GDC and rep Fortnite. And, and I just think it's really cool how they're reaching out and they're going beyond their means. And um, I think it also speaks to what you said. Like, if you are driven to create content, and I speak to everybody in our community, if you, if you want to create content, like, this is a great game to create it for, number one. E Epic is a great, a great company. Uh, to start creating uh, content for because they will recognize you. You never know. They might have you posted up as the next retweet, and all of a sudden you get, you know, 100 or 200 or 300 or 1,000 people or 2,000 people joining your stream. I mean, this week I saw a lady, and I wish I could remember her name, but she was streaming um, some cosplay stuff, and she's making a Bush cosplay. She was She's overseas. She's, <laughs> she's across the water. But her and her dad were, like, creating, and, like, dude, it's phenomenal what they were doing, but they were cutting out these pieces of metal, and they're fabricating all these, these leaves and all this stuff that they're going to make, like, an actual Bush costume. And she's a cosplayer. Yeah, it, I can't wait to see it. But, like, they just tweeted it out, and all of a sudden her stream shot up to 3,000 people, and she's like, whoa, awesome, right? And... You know, she was somebody that maybe had 50 to 100 people in her stream at a time, right? And so now more people are aware of her content. And so I think it's really cool to see Ninja get on here and push it because I think a little bit what we touched about last week is it expands the overall nature of gaming and what we do as content creators and as a community to more people, right? And a lot of times people think content creators are maybe just streamers or maybe just YouTubers. But you have a lot of awesome artists out there. This week, if you've been following Ninja, like he's changed, I think, his Twitter profile two or three times in the past week and a half because of awesome community art he's getting. Right? And right. they're getting the focus. And then you got people, like I said, that are cosplayers that are getting focused. So I just wanted to be encouraging, I guess, to everybody that's in our community or anybody that listens. Like, if, you're, if you want to create content, do it. Like, just do it, right? right. Like, like Nike. <clears throat> One thing to point out is how big of a difference it makes to have these companies highlight positive influences on the community. If you look at League of Legends, you know, we talk about this game in every podcast we do. We played it for right. a long time. I can't think of how many times Riot pushed somebody that was extremely positive. Not that they pushed negative people, but they typically pu uh, push their pros. Yeah. yeah. And um, that doesn't seem to have helped their community. I mean, most people that know League of Legends know it to be like the most toxic game in, or at least community oh, in man. the gaming industry. It's, it's a tough community for sure. 
especially when you have somebody like, you know, they, they don't mean to, but they actually kind of highlighted the Tyler, whatever, Tyler one or Tyler, whatever his name is. Right. Right. And the dude I, well, is they did super toxic. Reformed and he was real toxic in the community for a while. I haven't watched any of his stuff lately. Uh, apparently he reformed and apologized to Riot because they were quite, uh, kind of asking him to do that. Um, right. But it's funny to me because League of Legends, one of the biggest games of all time. Obviously, Fortnite now, one of the biggest games of all time, or the biggest game of all time. However, right. Fortnite's community seems to be extremely positive overall. Dude, I mean, it, I do see some crappy posts. I do see some yeah, yeah. stuff out there. But it's overwhelmingly positive because it's like they push the right people in the right places to make sure that they actually had a positive community. Yeah, I, and I've tried to be, trying to be on it between me and you, and obviously everybody listening now. I've been trying to get a hold of some of the community managers at Epic, but they have like right. a whole team. And so I would really like to know how this works because they have like a whole team of community people that work together to focus and highlight these different people and reach out to different streamers and, and YouTubers. And I, what I think is really cool about all of this and how we've been in the mix a little bit, right? Like you always say, be in the mix. Got to be in the mix. We, we've been in the mix a little bit over the past five years of watching this transform in front of us. And that is, we used to see like this big advertising. And if you see it, like you don't see a ton of advertising on TV for video games anymore. Like, and therefore a little bit right around Destiny 1, you were seeing that, right? You were seeing a lot of stuff about PS4. And maybe it was because part of the new console generation. But I felt like we saw a lot of Xbox commercials back in the 360 generation, right? And we saw all that. And now it's like they're putting their advertisement money by supporting content creators and bringing them to events and helping them push the content. And it's a better avenue. And it's grown the community a little larger and seems to be like they can feed this community a little different if, if, if a developer does it the correct way. Right. Well, I think that's across the gaming. I mean, cable in general is a bad investment. Right. Because, especially for gaming to me, because. If I'm trying to sell you butter or a car, that has broad, you know, uh, appeal as far as like who sees those commercials. Right. If I'm showing you a commercial for Fortnite and you're not a gamer, very unlikely you're going to be like, "I need a PlayStation Four and <laughs> I'm playing that game," or "I need an Xbox or a PC." Not only that, whatever. we're gamers. We're the majority of us when we have free time. I would, I would venture to say, a lot of us. If I mean, we might have that TV show or two that we like to watch, but I mean, from what we talk to in the community of people we talk to, either everybody's watching Netflix, right, or Hulu, or whatever they're, you know, they're they're, you know, red boxing, whatever. And then yeah, I mean, I don't have cable, right. And then their other side of it is they're playing video games. So if you're advertising to people that that the 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 generation and the media or whoever is that's involved in that side of the industry isn't actually watching TV or subscribing to it. Like, well, I mean, yeah. And you could just look at the shows that are on TV. I mean, this last year was one of the lowest rated Super Bowls as far as ratings and people watching in, in a while. Um, I think sports across the board has had lower ratings. Now I know that there's more streaming going on and it, it's because it needs to happen. Right. But I mean, across the board, there's less people watching cable TV, so there's no reason to po uh, pump advertising dollars for a video game on 
Cable. Yeah. I mean, this last week um, I bought Apple TVs at my house, got rid of my, get rid of my, well, I, they wouldn't let me get rid of the package completely, but I downgraded to like the lowest package you can get on dish, saving myself right. $90 a month, bought a couple yeah, Apple TVs, I mean, stuck them in my house. And you know what I got? I got m- mainly every channel I needed except for a couple of the sports channels, but I just got my father-in-law's login for his AT&T U-verse and now I got everything in my house I need. Like I don't even worry. And, and it's not even to that point anymore. Like with my wife, she's like, uh, she loves the Hallmark channel, right? Uh, every right. shout out to everybody's wife out there that likes to watch TV and love movies. She loves the Hallmark channel and it's dude, it's $5 a month. And she can get every single Hallmark thing she ever wants with an right. app on the TV. Like, th- to me, that's just phenomenal, right? And I think it boils down to, you know, the fact that, like, we're able to absorb the content how we want to. And that's what happens with these streamers, right? People in the younger generations, even more so, are absorbing the content the ways they want to. And it's smart for the gaming industry and these developers to put their money back into the people that are playing their game to help promote the game. Um, and then the other side of it is, I, I don't know though, right? How well it works when your game's not that good. Right? I, I don't know. I think it could turn <laughs> a bad game good. Yeah, I think it could make a bad game good or sell well or do well. Numbers you have an example of that. <laughs> I do we, have a. We played it for that. quite a few years. You know. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Destiny One. Okay, I thought you. I thought you were talking about Sea of Thieves. <laughs> no, I mean th- that's another example. You said it's you said it's a good game, like as far as the playability of it, but there's not enough to do in the game to keep it going, right? Right. Um, and I, it's funny because I watched the streams that day and I, I was excited. I genuinely came home, was excited to play it. And I was like, I'd watched multiple streams that day and just got into it. And I was like, oh, this looks like a fun game. I'm going to go try it. And then if I like it, I know I can get Troy to get, get into it. Yeah. And I mean, overall, Rare did a good job. The game is a good, fun, or it's, I don't want to say it's a good game. It's a fun game to play for about an hour and then it's dead. Right. There's just not enough to do in it. And, and my thing about Destiny is not that Destiny was necessarily a bad game. It's that they, they, that was a very good example of Bungie pushing content creators and, and creating a pretty strong, really good community around it. And look how well it helped the game survive longer than it should have, right? I think a lot of people in the industry have said this, like, even at IGN, like, phew, like it wasn't, we don't know how we got from year two to year four, right? Without right. a lot of content in there. And we had one big major content boost. That was it for two years. And that game was thriving at the end of Destiny 1. Thriving. Um, and I yeah, think a I lot mean, of that has to do with, with the social media and the streamers and the content creators that were surrounding it. So, and this is actually a good point to what we're talking about because two things that, that bun- one thing, thing that Bungie gets right and really gets right is that they like to put things in the players hands and kind of let the community run away with it because they say that the community will come up with things that they won't think of right and I feel like that's part of Fortnite's success here is yeah for sure things are getting poured at them and thrown out I mean I'm looking at skins on reddit I'm looking at ideas to implement 
um, tears on your right. skin. So like right. you get a new skin and as you play with it more, get more wins or kills or something like it'll upgrade. So they showed like um, the dark Voyager and he had like a real like low dull blue beam. Right. And then they showed it progress to like a real bright neon green. And as you played with it more, right. That's like, will they implement that? I don't know, but it's just, they have so many ideas flooding in. I've seen, weapon skins and leveling up weapons that you're going to pick up in battle royale um yeah i mean reddit plays a huge part i think for all developers now like having a reddit is so important for a game and for the feedback to the devs and it's really crazy if you guys aren't involved in the reddit i know we talk about a reddit post of the week and it's it's not like me and null zero on there posting all the time but it is a really cool place, and that's another thing we talked about in the previous episodes with some of the people we had on, right? Uh, right. And some of the moderators we had from the Reddit community and how they try to keep it healthy, right? And they've tried to, you know, make sure double posting is not happening and negativity is not occurring all the time. And they do a really good job, and I think that is a huge key to it. And we look at Reddit, and like you said, all the suggestions that we have. I mean, I saw one, I think we were mentioning it uh, the other night. Ninja would really like to get a skin. You know, people have put these ideas out there about evolving skins for Ninja, right? And right. like where his hair starts out like as a normal blonde hair. And as you get more kills with the skin, uh, you get purple and blue and green. Like he loves to change his hair color and it's evolving. And like those ideas are so cool and such a good idea. Um, and whether they use them or not, it's awesome that I think most importantly, at the end of the day of all this discussion is that the, Community feels like the devs give two craps about what they have to say, right? That as a whole, our community, the Fortnite community, thinks that Epic cares about what we say about their game, and they want to push the people that play their game, right? Those are the right. two important things, and I think <clears throat> that's one thing that Fortnite has done very well, and Epic has done fantastically at it at managing this community so far. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think they've done a really good job of putting the power in the players' hands. They make us feel heard, and they give us really cool content, um, patch after patch. You know, new skins and stuff that we we appreciate and we enjoy. Right. I mean the the plunger, the plunger that that uh, that ninja threw out there. He would use a plumber, and they went and put a you know a sword through it, and it's right. the plunger. I mean, that's a great example, and that's currently on sale right now. If you guys are listening for. Monday, at least. Um, yeah, so I look, I think the over, overexposure, all this stuff about Ninja and everything else, I think it's really cool for him, and I think it's really awesome for him, but I think there's also a bigger thing happening with all this, and um, I think um, how Epic's handle it and what's going on with it, it's really good for gaming, it's really good for, uh, for content creators, and don't hesitate if you're a content creator or you want to be one, whether you draw art or you want to do a podcast or, you know, you want to, you know, create a YouTube channel, it's never too late to start. You're never going to get that break or get big. Um, kind of like we talked about last week um, with our guest, if, if Uber, Uber YouTuber, if you don't try, right, if you don't get up there and do it. So you never know. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's, I'm sure at this point, it's like these fanboys, these big fanboys of Epic. Hey, look. We are fanboys, but at the same time, like you, you can't you can't knock what they are doing well, right? And not everything is so great. And uh, 
with that. No, they're not doing a lot bad, so. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something, though, that's been bothering you I'd like to talk about in this week's uh, uh, Battle Royale update and impressions. All right, so this week in the Battle Royale uh, kind of update that we've got, we don't have a new update this week as far as patch notes, um, but we did get the Blitz mode. And before we jump into this, we got Blitz mode and the Heavy Shotgun, two, two topics for this week. Real quickly, though, the thing that I was mentioning that maybe you aren't so happy that, that Epic is doing or dealing with so far is, is, is the hitching you're encountering. So yeah, hitching or lag. Um, I'm not a network administrator, so I'm not sure what I'm experiencing. Right. But I can tell you, I don't like it. When I see a Twitter post that says that, and this could be wrong. I don't know where the number came from, but they had a revenue of 126 million dollars in February. Right. Then at that point, I say no excuse. I. I don't want to lag and hitch all the time. And it's gotten really bad. And it's, I don't think, ever been this bad before. But it is pretty bad right now. I think once you get to the point where people start buying your skins, maybe they spend upward of maybe even 20 bucks. At that point, you've now gotten them involved and invested into your game. And now it's no longer, in my mind, a necessarily a free-to-play game. Right? It, I mean, yes. Battle Royale is free to play. Yes, I don't have to buy any skins. But if I am investing in your game, at some point, the community holds you responsible for how the game is running. And well, and you should, regardless if you pay money or not. Like, right. Even if, <clears throat> even if there's nothing to buy and there was no reason to spend money in the game, like you're providing a game. You want a player base. You want There's something for you that you want out of it. Nobody's building games and saying like, hey, just come play our game. Like we right. just are so passionate. We just want you to play the game. We don't care if you ever give us a dime. So no here, one's doing that. Here's the thing. Along with our hitching, there's another problem that's going on. And Ninja retweeted it at Fortnite, said, I've been having this for weeks. Please fix it. Obviously, when he speaks, a lot of people reply. And on PC, what's happening, David, when they have these bad hitch problems like we're having on, on PS4, the PC's freezing. So yeah, I actually was looking at Reddit before we started this podcast, and I saw, well, actually, no, I was looking at the Epic or uh, the forums on Fortnite's website, right? And I actually saw consoles freezing as well. They were talking about hitching and then completely freezing out, and there's a couple of error uh, message codes that they got um, on the forums as well. Right, right. So you know, we're gonna. We'll see where that ends up because obviously they know it's a problem. Um, sure. And, you know, we just wanted to talk about it a little bit so everybody knew we're encountering the same situation you're encountering. We're getting some really bad hitching, you know, especially obviously when you, when you come out of, of the bus, there's always that initial hitch, especially at the very beginning of a match when the player counts are dropping. If you drop in Tilted Towers, and this is the main reason I don't like dropping there. It's not because I don't like the space. It's not because necessarily it's always Team Deathmatch. It wouldn't be bad to drop there every once in a while. But it's that it's so bad at hitching that you could literally pick up a gun and turn around, and if it hitches on you as you're going through another doorway, you could be dead by the time your screen comes back. Yeah, I had built out to one of the buildings, and I was jumping from my, my building to the building I wanted to go on, and I hitched literally 
in midair. Like I sat there, it felt like for an eternity. And then I just fell to the ground and died. And I was like, what yeah. in the world just happened? I don't even understand. Now, given in the key moments of the game, which I put air quotes around that because every moment is kind of key. If you want to win, we've we've won crazy games where we have five HP and we're in storm and we heal up and I save you and you know we almost get to the end of the game, right? And we get these epic moments in the game. But it seems like when less players are on the field and the area is smaller, the hitching's not occurring near as much, right? So it's some mm, type of I don't know fifty fifty. Well, it just seems that it's less. It, it it's less um it, it occurs less than, i oh, i agree to agree with you to an extent i still say 50-50 because i feel like almost every encounter i have for since the update especially i feel like i am almost always hitching the moment i engage an enemy and it, sometimes it goes away pretty quickly into that engagement and sometimes it's like the entire engagement. And it's so, really do you remember when we used to build with that? Well, yeah, when we used to build at first before they put it on the player side, when you would build and you would have that delay, right? That 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 input lag essentially, right? And the first, it's the first time there was another problem early on in Fortnite where like the first time the game saw an item. Or the game saw smoke or something like that, that it was having problems, right? It would have a little hitch. And that right. was one of the first problems on hitching. It's almost like as soon as that that person that I'm engaging with fires their gun, it's like as soon as the game notices that one of us fired our gun first, it's like it's recognizing it for the first time in that engagement and it starts hitching. That's how it feels like to me. Whether it's yeah, they, I mean, they get yeah, the first I shot or that. I get the first shot off, it's like it's it's not it's almost like it's not registering for a for a split second which causes it to hitch and then that guy's in midair shooting me in the head and I'm standing on the ground right in that split second so yeah, I mean I can see what you're saying there I and I wonder if it also all this problem with the shotgun damage not being accurate hitting somebody point blank for like 9 damage if it has something to do with like the person moving sideways and we think we're hitting them directly in that hitch moment I don't know but I really hope they get it fixed. That's yeah, all I, I mean, say. me too. We were at Anarchy earlier today, and you remember this. I said, it's weird. They knocked out all the little cabbage plants, but they didn't loot the place. And I went in and I looted it, and I came out and all the cabbage plants were there. And you're like, oh, they hadn't loaded in for you yet. Yeah, yeah, because it's done like, the wow. same thing like, to that me. That was major delay. Yeah, so I also had been like in buildings, and I knock out like all the furniture, and then... I'm like running out of the building because none of the furniture disappeared. And then I just hear like this, like everything's breaking all at once. Yeah. And, and this happened to me a lot of anarchy because we've been dropping there with, with, um, with, uh, Myrick. shout out Myrick and reason. Uh, we've been dropping there a lot, winning games out of there, which is just weird. It's just like our spot with those two guys to win games. Um, uh, but we've been, we've been running out of there and, Every time I run to those two little houses in the corner, in the what is that, the southeast corner of the uh, uh, coming out of Anarchy, um, every time those bushes around that second building in the back are doing the same thing it did to you. They weren't loaded until I got really, really close to them, and then they would all populate in. And I know yeah, they changed. Really I know they changed some shadowing and texture changes um, in the last patch and the patch before that. It was kind of a two revolving situation. Um, or to implement time implement situation, but 
I I don't really like that, and it and it kind of bothers me sometimes because it's happened to me lately where I'm running or we're running through the field or something, and I see a tree populate or a bush populate or a fence populate something, and because I know they had to cut that down for sixty frames per second, the amount of distance things were populating, but anyways, it 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 kind of scared me like oh somebody's over there oh never mind no they're not right right and it and it's been distracting me a little bit from that so. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with it. Uh, I mainly just wanted to bring it up, let everybody know. Look, we're encountering the same situation. Obviously, like David said, Reddit Reddit has been showing it. The forums have been showing it. So hopefully, we'll get a uh, a resolution soon. Epic, please, please solve this problem. The only thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say about this particular thing is it's been a little disheartening that they've been so into talking to us, and that I haven't seen much of them saying anything about these issues. So the past, so I will say this, that there's a big patch coming out this week or they have some notes to say, Hey, this is what's coming soon. And yeah. We heard you and we're fixing it, but yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's true. They've been great at, re- at communicating. I think this past week they were at GDC. So like the whole group was at GDC. I think that's why we didn't get number one patch note update that we're not going through this week. Um, and so I think they were preoccupied kind of by that in a way. Um, so we'll see what sure. happens. Um, obviously long story short, we could talk about GDC a ton. Cause I, I listened to the, um, whole Epic, Ugh. excuse me, the whole Epic announcement and what they talked about at Fortnite and all that kind of stuff and you know, all the properties they're bringing to the engine and all that kind of stuff. But they were really busy. I believe with GDC this week, hopefully next week we'll, like you said, we'll hear an update. We'll get some communication from the team this week. Right. Um, one now thing. Let's talk about two of my new favorite things. Yeah. One of the things we were impressed with this week is blitz mode. Obviously, if you guys oh, did man. not listen to last week or you've been under a rock for the week or somehow you missed playing for the last week or weekend, maybe you're out of town. But I am week, sorry for play. you. Um, I'm very sorry for you because blitz mode came in. Long story short, you can go read the patch modes from 3.3. But um, Blitz Mode's a quicker mode, 15 minutes. Uh, the storms move faster. The storms hit harder. Loot keeps moving. And the circle will only get so small, and then it continually closes. So you don't get this, like, super small circle where people can stand on top of each other because it will get to, uh, you know, medium size where maybe you have a lot of games hit, and then it just starts closing, and you're dead, um, whoever, whoever lives it or wherever the fight goes. So... This was offered in uh, squad mode and in solo mode. And David, have we played anything else since this released? We played a little bit of duos, but dude, blitz mode is so oh, it's so good, so yep. good. Yeah, I I mean I love blitz mode. I I really we talked about having it like on a rotation. Like, how often should they bring it back? Should it be a weekend thing? Um. As far as like squads of duos, I wouldn't mind seeing some of this stuff come over and be more like our standard uh, battle royale. Um, right. But the one big one, I think, I mean, you totally agree here, is that solos should oh, always yeah. be blitz mode. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And here's the, here's the main thing for everybody out there is <laughs> this actually happened to you in a duo, and I was laughing, and we started, this is where we started talking about this a lot. Is I'm watching you. There's 11 people left in the game. 
on a duo. Yes, it was a duo. Me and Troy got it was pushing towards Welling Woods, Welling Woods just to yeah. set the scene. So he tell he'll tell the rest. And I forgot exactly what happened. We got into a little scuffle, and you went down, and they greet or they you know they got you immediately. Um, I ended up finishing them off. Yep, yep. And I'm pushing into Welling Woods. It's me versus eleven more people. Yeah, and this I tell you, this always happens to me. But go ahead and. Tell the story. So you had mentioned to me before you don't like playing solos a lot because you feel like at the end of the game, it's like you looking for people. And I haven't ran into that a ton for me, but I have a few times. And long story short, I'm watching you play this game. And here you are. You're going to Welling Woods. Uh, we actually fly in. I fly in right behind Tomato Town on the other side of that bridge. And I use a jump pad and get in behind them because they're focused on you. I down like one or two guys. Um, then a guy turns around and rocket, rocket uh, launches me in the face. Um, and then uh, he turns around and rockets me again. So I die before you can fly over there and get there. When you get there, you shotgun him in the face with the new heavy shotgun. And at this point now, there was 11 people. They had three people on their team. There's eight people left, including you. Right? And, right. and so, uh, so essentially, um, but long story short, what, what ends up happening is you get into Welling Woods, and the circle is only around Welling Woods at this point. now. So as you guys know, the trees are tall, and everybody's building up their little base inside. And Noel Zero literally had to take out every single person by himself to win. I told him, I was like, hey, go ahead and recover, heal up, give it a second, and see if a couple people get in a fight so you can pick them up since you're by yourself. It didn't happen. It At all. literally didn't happen. And these were teams of two that were left. You didn't kill a single solo person. No. All right. It was teams of two that were left. It might have actually been nine. It was nine. It was twelve to nine people. Yeah. So it was nine people because it was it was teams of two that was left. You had to get the rest of them, and literally it comes down. You end up getting second place in the game, but that's only because this is what happens. You take everybody out. One team got in a fight on the other side of Welling Woods while we while you were doing one other thing, and one person died. That was it. Then it was the only thing. Right. You end up taking out the fort. You blow these people apart. Everybody. You've killed, at this point, you have killed six people, okay? There is only two people left, you and one other guy. And there is a guy that he watched this whole go game go down. He's in the game. And he's sitting there watching Null Zero take out every single person. And what he does is he comes out of his bush after Null Zero gets in the last fight and takes him out. Had the well, guy I just so happened to be like right next to him. Yeah, the guy had two kills all game, all game, two kills. He won the game because he sat outside in the, right outside the circle in a bush the whole time. Now, and and what you were saying is this happens to you every, almost every time you play solos. It's like oh, there's ten people left now. I have to kill the rest of them because everybody else is going to sit on their hands until we until they have to move right. And yeah, I mean, so the way I look at it is, especially in like duos, right? I have that duo, and we got I got to put this on one of our podcasts. What that twenty five kill duo? Um, I went into the last couple circles of that duo, and there was 
13 total people counting myself. And I literally killed every single person <laughs> to win the game. Yep. And it was like, why does that? Because like, it basically becomes this thing where I have to play like super conservative and I don't like that. I feel like there's too much chance put in there. You know, you build up a base, they build up a base, you're shooting at them, they're shooting at you. And then Joe Blow over here sees that and he picks on whoever he thinks the weakest is or whoever he's closest to. Right. Typically seems to be me or you or both <laughs> of us, whoever's alive. They're always gunning for us. It's like our names are broadcasted on PSN and they're like, those guys are on the podcast. Kill them. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it, so I, I feel like it all the time. And that's why I want Blitz permanently and in solos because there's none of that happening in Blitz. Like, that ain't going to happen. It ain't going to work. So, so. Ab- after I saw you play that game and I started to think about it, I started playing. I played a good handful, uh, probably 10, 15 matches at least of solo solo blitz this weekend. And that's probably the, I mean, I, I don't have many matches at all in, in solos for everybody that's out there. Like I have a total of 152 solo matches played. I had, that's the whole time. Like in the last, whatever, six months we've been playing this game. Right. And I just don't play that many. I mean, when we look at duos, I got 850 and squads. I have 1,094. So, I say that because I didn't I didn't play a lot of solos and I didn't really know why it never like really grasped me. I know like Kyle and Brad, they play a lot of solos. Um and uh um oh my gosh, who we were playing with tonight? Just um Low Tech. Low Tech. Sorry for forgetting your forgetting for a second low tech. But Low Tech, he was uh he he has like a hundred solo wins, right? He plays a lot of solos. And I'm like, why don't I like solos? And after I saw you and we started talking about this after that duo match, it, it hit me. It's like, I didn't like it because I had the same situation. Like, I'm, I don't like hide-and-go-seek in this game. That's not why I like Fortnite, right? I like the... I, like I mean, the, it'd be fun if you queued up in a hide-and-go-seek play type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if, that was, if that was the LTM. But... At the end of the day, I don't, I don't like hide-and-go-seek. I want a good gunfight, right? I want uh, some skill being thrown down, some good shots, some good rockets shot at me or fire or good gameplay or build-up, whatever it is. Like, I, really, I really admire the, the guys that beat us out where they rush at us and they're able to build up and you know, pull something crazy off on us. Like, like whoa, that, that's a good play. I should have lost to that. I need to learn how to counter it, right? Um, that happens a lot to us. We always talk about oh, what we did wrong or what we should have done. Um, and I admire that. I don't admire sitting in a bush and I get some, I get this. I get that some people like to play the game this way, but I don't admire that sitting in a base, just waiting for somebody else to make the move. And I'd be okay with it. Sometimes I just feel like it's in solos. I feel like it's all the time. So the nice thing about blitz mode is you don't encounter that. Like I said, guys, the circle's moving so fast. You don't have time to build up a base and just sit there. You don't have a time to just sit outside the circle. And the circle in, ends up getting to a certain size and then it just sh- continually shrinks. And that is the end of the game. And there's not this small movement, build a base, move, hide, hide in a bush situation that you have a lot in regular solos. And so for us, we think blitz mode is a lot better in a solo, solo mode. And I'm actually curious to he- hear what you guys have to say. So make sure you're tweeting at us, write us an email, 
shoot us uh, shoot us a message on Discord. Hopefully, maybe it'll be the discussion. I'll talk to Red up in the Discord this week. Shout out to Red running the Discord over there. But um, you know, maybe maybe we should see it. Should should the solo mode uh, be Blitz for now on? Um, and I don't know. I don't know how the much. Answer is yes. I don't know how much though this they're going to integrate into the new game, right? A lot of these LTMs, you think they do them to gain some information or just to have a fun play design, right? Like sneaky silencer and snipers, they're obviously not going to integrate all that. They're ga- they're gathering some data they might be able to use, but Blitz seems to be a mode they put out there to be like, hey, what else works, right? And what can we do to make our games a little more fun and interactive and quicker, right? Because the quicker the match, the better, the more matches you get in, the more matches you have a chance to win and so forth. So, I don't know. But I will say this. On squads, we also loved that mode. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we must have played 100 Blitz games this weekend. What I like about it is the things that frustrate me on a regular, on the regular game type. Um, and we are all guilty of this. Everybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're guilty of it. Roy's guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Don't tell me I'm Kyle, guilty. Everybody. I plead the fifth. Yeah. Okay. And that is getting caught up in the looting, uh, which you need to loot. Not me. But you all know that either mm-hmm. you and your friends, y'all all have done it at least once where cir- our circles closing, storms are coming. You need to get out of there, but yet you're like, oh, I'm just going to check this one last house. <laughs> no, no. The worst is when you're running by somewhere and, you- and storms right behind you and you're like, there's a chest right there. I'm going to stop right. it and get it. I'm going to get it. Right. Um, but I would never do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, travel in storm. That's not who I am at all. God, I love impulse nades. They get me out of storm when I'm in the bind. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It is. It, I think it teaches you, and, and I always joke with you, and I tell everybody that plays with us, like, David loves to run a gun. David loves to keep going. Go, 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 go. And I, ha- I have to continually do that with you because it actually makes me play better. Um, and that's always been your style in a lot of games. Like, let's not sit and wait. Let's make the action occur. And you'll see a lot of times, even when we do now now, it's because we didn't make the movement towards them. They came and built over us. Right? right. Or vice versa. I mean, that happens still. And, and so we continually are learning, like I said. But Right. And the idea of that play style, and some would call it like aggressive. Right. And it is aggressive. But the, the real main key point to take why it, it feels good and why it works so well if you get good at it, for anybody that cares to know, is if you're moving around, if you're looking for the fight, if you're constantly doing actions, you're constantly moving, you're constantly putting in inputs, you're ready. You're ready to go. But when you're sitting there, you have to basically observe and react, right? So like if you're moving around and you're looking around and you use, oh, there's somebody, you're shoot, 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 right? It's just like everything's snapping around. And you're like, boom, 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 boom. Right. But when you're sitting there, and you're kind of like, oh, I'm looking to the left over in the south, we, uh, southwest, and um, I don't see anything. Oh, wait, there's people over here north. And then it's like, well, I'm turning around. Let me look. Right. Like, it, it really, there's a delay there, right, to get back up and amped up and ready to go. And I also think there's something to be said about 
if you're running around and you just kill two people, you and your duo just killed two people, and then some other people come, you wreck those guys, and some other people come, you wreck those guys. Like, there's a momentum to doing well that you can take into your next fights. And right. I think that really plays across the board when you're being aggressive, when you're moving around, when you're constantly moving, you can keep that momentum rolling for you. I mean, we've had it where we've just steamrolled the game. And it's like, God, we were on fire that yeah. game. Yeah. 30 kills amongst the team, you know, and you're like, oh, it felt good. And it feels better. Uh, and I think we felt that a lot in Blitz this weekend because of how the game mode goes. Um, I really liked it. I, I, I'm curious to see what they do implement, if it becomes something they can carry on a little quicker. Maybe they find a happy medium between some of the the times. Maybe they, you know, instead of cutting it 10 minutes, maybe they cut permanent five minutes off, right? And so some of the storms are, are shorter. I think either way, I think this showed and shows most people that with Storm moving quicker, the games are more interactive and more fun, and it causes more game team fights and more fights in general. Nothing's worse than going five or six or eight minutes without shooting anybody. Like you can't find nobody. That's the worst, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's not fun. That's a real snooze, and yeah. that I felt like didn't happen much in Blitz. I felt like there was definitely games where it was like, dude, where is everybody? But very few. And since all the map update, whenever you're playing regulars, it seems like it happened more often where you're just like, oh, there's one. Yeah, because a lot of people died at Tilted Towers, right? A lot, a, a large junk were jumping at Tilted Towers and fighting it out. And then, because look, Tilted Towers is a perfect example. People like the fight. People like the gunfight. And Blitz fills that void as well. And not as many people were dropping at Tilted in Blitz mode. It felt like well, to not me only that. because they knew they were going to get the fight anywhere they went because that circle's closing quick. Well, not only that, but Blitz mode does something that I think is important to Fortnite and Fortnite kind of needed. And that is we always talked about in regulars because of how long it takes for storms to turn. Oh, uh, this start is perfect. And yep. Yeah, I know you're going to, I know where you're going. Yep. Is that it? You can't always land where you want to land. Yep. Where you can in a normal. Yep. And you can't always stay where you want to be because of loot or whatever the reason may be. Absolutely. For a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, look, you would see the bus. And this is, we talked about this. I think it was last week or before. You would see the bus line go only over the right side of the circle in blitz mode, right? So, or south side or north side or east side or west side, whatever. Very seldom it went through the middle of it. And by going only to one side, the majority of people all had to drop on that one side if they wanted to get loot and get in the game. Right. And I agree with you. I think the first circle in general on all play modes, that first circle needs to close quicker. Yeah, close quicker or start closing like it does in Blitz. Maybe it closes a little slower than Blitz, but I don't know. But And also have the bus to... go over the whole map like it treated going over the circle. Right. Like we said. I just like that it really pushed people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Because some people are like, I land at Anarchy every single game, or I land at Pleasant Park or Junk Junction well, we, or whatever. We land, at, short. we land at Greasy all the time. Yesterday, right. when we played with Reason and Myrick, with Bobby and Mark all night, we dropped a Greasy one time. I said to you at the end of the night, I was like, let's drop Greasy. We haven't dropped there all night. Yeah, I mean, we've dropped 
all over the map. I mean, I've had a Dusty Depot drop. I've had the Depot buy right by Dusty. I've had, obviously, retail. We've done, you know, everything. I've been in Tomato Town tomato- more <laughs> this week than I ever have in the entire game. Right. I was going to say, Tomato Town comes up. Um, I mean, we've gone everywhere because there's people are being pushed into tighter circles. People are being pushed into tighter areas. So you have to figure out where you're going to get loot from, yep. where you're going to get ammo yep. from. Um, and by, by God, please increase like you did for blitz mode, the freaking, uh, launch pads. It's oh, so much fun so nice. yep. to have them. It's yeah. so much fun to constantly have them in play. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of fun. I think being able to have materials was fun, right? Instead of having to mine wood, mine wood, mine wood, I think they should turn that up a little bit. Maybe not as much as Blitz mode, but turn it up a little bit. Um, I think the game shines when people have material. You know, that's just the reality. Um, it's a lot of fun that way. Uh, and, I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of what my favorite part of Blitz mode was, right, as we, as we end this year. And I, I'd have to say, I think my favorite part is the, the, the 15 minutes. And this is why. It's not because I don't have a whole lot of time to game. Look, I, I make time to game, right? I mean, we stay up late hours doing this. Right. Um, and, and don't sleep nearly on the weekends very much. But I, I, I think it's because we were able to get more and more games, and that creates more and more unique opportunities for things to happen right and laughter to occur when you know we're telling where i'm trying to shoot rockets over and bobby cannot shoot my or a dang on a rocket and i'm like give me the rocket launcher right and then i shoot bobby over there and bobby's in a team of everybody and i'm trying to shoot myrick at the same time and myrick's is like Bobby's going down. I'm I'm just gonna walk off the cliff and die, right? And like just all these moments that occur. Um by the way, what we, about we won that landing, game, right? But yeah. hey, what about landing at Fatal Fields and clubbing a dude to death? Yeah. Pickaxes. Yeah, I mean just just all these things that occur and, and more games create more opportunities for, for unique and fun things to occur. And so I think fifteen minutes is my favorite thing. What was your favorite thing about Blitz? I like that it pushes you out of your comfort zone. That's yeah. what I like the most because, I mean, take an instance where, let's just say, I'm going to paint a scenario real quick. You land at Fatal Fields. Right. You're in a squads match. Your buddies have dropped in the backfields and house, and you know for sure your enemy squad that's there with you is that long barn in the rock garden and looting over in that area. Right. Now, in a standard squads, you got three so minutes for the storm to even start moving. Another two or three, depending on where circle's going. So you have five, six minutes now to sit here and kind of anticipate what maybe is the right move. Should we engage them? Should we avoid them? You know, blah, 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 blah. Now, blitz. You land at fatal. Most of it's outside a circle you're looting as fast as you can those people are shooting at you you're shooting at them now you have to push into them you're running in you're building different things you're getting all kinds of crazy with your structure and people are flanking and it's just 
it's like a controlled mayhem. And then like somebody jumps on a launch pad because you can actually right, find it's everything them. that you yeah. love. Yeah. But it's pushed into where it needs to be. It's I feel like it pushes the game to be what it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a lot of fun. Definitely a great weekend. Applause to Epic for the LTM. Um, I can't wait till it comes back. Really sad that it's leaving. Um, but man, if they keep coming up with stuff like this, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, this week's Reddit topic of the week, we're going to throw right in the middle here of our discussion as we get into the heavy shotgun. And uh, this week's Reddit topic of the week comes to us from Javier Culapepa. Culapepa. And uh, it says, uh, the new shotgun is strong, yes. But showing the absolute top tier players using them is not justification for being OP. Now, let me just say this. If you've seen some of the clips of Ninja and Dakotas, they're double wielding the you know, new shotgun and shooting people from miles away, it feels like. Dakota has a video where he's like, look how far that was. Um, and it's pretty ridiculous. But anyways, to go on, he says, Ninja could 1v1 almost anyone with a damn gray pistol. And next thing you know, this sub is spamming his clips talking about how everything being OP. It's been in the game for a short period. He says one day at this time that he made this post. Let it play out for Christ's sake. Um, he says every new item... Uh, the same echo chamber comes out to play. The bush, the hand cannon, the silenced pistol. Every time, people losing their effing minds because someone who is literally on one of the top players in the whole world pulled off a nice play using it. I swear, he said, this sub gets more and more brain dead uh, by each of these updates, essentially. Uh, one guy said his first remark, uh, Ray Finkel, and I'll just read this one, says, remember the minigun complaining? So many knee-jerk reactions. I read this because I know how you feel, Null Zero, about the new shotgun. I know how I feel about it. And obviously there might have been some complaining up front about how OP it was. Do I think that the, you know, the, the double shotgun pumping is I think it's still a glitch, just like I thought it was with the original pump shotgun. I don't think you should be able to do it. Um, go back and forth and, and double, you know, double heavy shotgun people. Essentially double pump people with the heavy shotgun. But um, here we are with it. We got the heavy shotgun. I'm just going to say, I love it. I think it's in a great place. I think it's rare enough to be valuable. Um, and I, I, I think that um, I definitely love it. I grab it when I can. I think it has its ability to really mark up somebody and compete with both of the other shotguns that are on the field. Obviously, the tactical is still quicker. I think the pump and the heavy pump are really close. I like the time difference, honestly, and how fast they shoot. Pump's a little bit slower, I think, but it has more damage. But what you said the most about this gun, David, was that it... It goes where you shoot it. Well, it feels consistent. Right. Because I feel like all the shotguns go where you shoot it. It's just not always... Under, you don't always understand where your damage went. So sometimes you shoot and you're like, where did all the damage of my pump go? Why did I hit eight? Right. Where did all the damage of my attack go? I only got this. Right. When you shoot that 
heavy shotgun, I feel like it's consistent. I feel like I get the damage I expect. And sometimes I hit a bad shot, but most of the time I know I hit a bad shot. Like it's like, oh, that was a bad shot. Right. Not so with the pump. A lot of times with the pump, I'll hit a shot that felt good. It looked good, but for whatever reason, I didn't get the results I expected. Right. Yep. Um, so I, my text to you when I saw that they were putting in a, yet another shotgun into this game was, <laughs> I believe the actual words, and I'm, I'm going to bleep it for, for you, is uh, what the actual F. <laughs> yep. That was it. You weren't too happy. I wasn't too happy. I put out. A, I wasn't too happy. I put out. I was a poll. very pissed. I put out a poll on it actually. Yeah. But just to come back from that, I love this shotgun. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I absolutely love it as well. And in fact, like I said, I I put a poll out as soon as we heard about it. And I said, "New heavy shotgun announced with uh, increased range." In quotes. How do you feel about this? The choices were not another shotgun. Shotguns don't need range. Yes, shotgun snipe time, exclamation point, or it will be balanced, not OP. And it's actually pretty even across the board, right? Obviously, not another shotgun and shotguns don't need range. It could come together a little bit on how people think, but 25% said not another shotgun. 25% said shotguns don't need range. 29% said yes. Shotgun snipe time. Bunch of trolls we got out here. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the other 21% said it would be balanced, not OP. So like everybody across the board, um, you know, and I, I would, I'm, I'm going to run this poll again. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, it might change up just a little bit. But I bet you not another shotgun won't give many votes because I think most people are going to like this gun. I want to know what people think are the most OP guns in the game. I want to know what people think, because I, I have a list of what I think is the most OP, and I'm curious to know what other people think is the most OP guns in the game. Actually, you guys shoot us your most OP guns, fortnitepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Fortnite Podcast. Um, and what we'll do is uh, we'll grab all your responses next week, and we'll read through some of them, and we'll find out from Null Zero what he thinks his top uh, let's say three OP or so guns are. So send us, uh, send us your top three. What you think is most OP? Maybe it's not a gun. Maybe it's an item. Maybe you really think C4 is OP. I'd love to talk to you about it. But send those to us, and we'll we'll get that next week. We'll ask Null Zero what his uh, his are. We'll find out, and we'll uh, discuss you guys as well, and see maybe where uh, where the community lines up on that. It's a good idea, Null Zero. I like that. I like that a lot. Well. <laughs> Guys, uh, I got one more uh, thing here for you guys this week, and that's obviously the tips and tricks from Monster Deface. Talks a little bit about controlling your spray and your fire. So let's go ahead and jump in here right to Monster Deface. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. Now let's talk about controlling your spray. You can see here that very subtly, but also very noticeable that I am not holding down the trigger. What I don't want to do is I don't want to just empty my entire clip and then be forced to reload. I want to consciously fire, make sure that I am firing shots that count. With 20 shots fired right there, I take out one opponent, break an entire structure, and then kill the other opponent. I pretty much effectively eliminate two enemies with 20 bullets. It wasn't a fire spam. It wasn't a crazy, um, you know, 
It wasn't a crazy mess where I wasted all of my ammo and then I had to force myself into a reload situation. I was very calm, cool, and collected with how I was firing my bullets. That's probably how you guys should go about it as well and also know when it's times to reload. So again, we'll run it back. You can see here, bam, it only takes eight shots to take that player down. Right here, it takes about four shots to take down the wall and then just another four shots to eliminate the player while he was pre-peeking the corner. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Monster D Face, for that tip and trick. Guys, make sure you're checking out that video from him, Monster D Face on YouTube. Obviously, controlling your spray null zero, controlling your fire, your amount of ammo you have, and uh, and and keep them moving, like you always say, is very important, right? And uh, and and making sure that you know, hey, you know, crouching and and focusing on, you know tearing down that certain wall you need to. I think sometimes people get carried away just like spraying a wall, right? And there's not yeah. a lot of benefit to that because people will get like, especially now in blitz mode, for instance, like we we're talking about, you got a lot of material. You can just keep building that wall. It's not going to do nothing. It depends. So There's situations. Yeah, definitely. Um, keep in mind, if someone's built up and you're shooting them and talking about walls, like shoot below them, right? Knock out their structure underneath them. Most people are more aware of like what's in front of them, not what's under them. Right. So just keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. The big thing I'll say is um, as far as his tip is when you're sitting there and you control your burst or you're doing a good job of hitting, you know, a slower shot pattern, maybe you're like on a white, let's say a white AR, right? We know that that's not the best, most optimal uh, choice in this mid to long range battle you found yourself in. Um, but here you are and you tink, 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 you've hit three shots and the next one is guaranteed to take this person down. Some people, and I've seen it happen over and over again. I think sometimes, especially when they start building or they're trying to retreat or they're trying to do things to stop this from happening. I see it all the time where people start to lay on that gun for the final, try to get right. that final shot. Like, and I've, and I've done it and I'm like, why did I do that? I had, I hit ting, 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 and I then just sprayed and prayed that I would finish it. And sometimes it worked, but I can tell you a lot more times it doesn't. So just calm yourself down and finish the kill. Yep. That's a great, great, uh, great icing there on the cake from Monster D Face. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into this week's mail. Hey, look here, guys. Look what we've got. So, shoot us, obviously, emails, fortnitepodcast at gmail.com. Coming to us this week, Tanner Trace says to us, Hey, guys, been a sub to the podcast since episode two. Uh, love what you guys do. I'm on PS4. Would love to drop in with you guys sometimes. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. I'm going to guess Sha'olin Salami, underscore Salami. Sha'olin, underscore Salami. Uh, it says, also, if you ever have uh, someone on that's just a normal Fortnite enthusiast, let me know. Much love, Tanner Trace. Obviously, Tanner, thank you so much for the email, man. Uh, we're going to be putting together probably sometime in the next couple months uh, some of the listeners uh, that want to jump on the podcast for a few moments and talk with us. Uh, we're going to do that, so definitely stay tuned. I'll keep your email here so we can be in touch. But thank you so much, man. Definitely, but we can play some PS4 very soon. Uh, hit us up as well. Join the join the community, David. Dis, uh, yeah, I was gonna say disclaimer here. Join community. Here's what happens: you listen to the podcast, you decide. I'm gonna send these guys a friend request. 
I have 300 pending friend requests, and that's not a brag. That's just to say there's a lot of people that have sent me friend requests. I have no idea who they are, and I'm not going to accept it. Now, you join the community. We will post, hey, we're on, or we'll pull some people from the community. We play together, and then you're like, hey, I sent you a friend request, and I'm like, I'll accept it. Right. Big difference. If I don't know who you are, not going to accept it. I don't care. Not accepting people I don't know. If you send me one after I've met you, sweet. If nothing else, send a message. Yeah. Say, hey, I love the podcast, something like that. That inspires me to also accept your friend request. Yeah. But if I just get a friend request, I don't know if it's the guy I just killed last game who wants to talk <laughs> crap to me. I, I don't know. Right. So that has happened many times. Yeah. So join, right. join the PS4 community and join the Discord. Uh, Red set up a community playtime this past Friday. Uh, we had probably 10 people rotate through there. Um, and uh, the party was full constantly. Um, so definitely come do that. Hang out with us. Another email here from Jonas Wynn says, uh, I know why Epic won't employ you. They don't want you telling the community stuff. That's supposed to be a surprise. And by the way, keep up the good work. Um, and so, uh, we really appreciate it, Jonas. Uh, he said five stars to you the best. So, Hey man, thank you so much, Jonas. Uh, we appreciate it. We probably would have a hard time keeping the secrets, but we've signed a few NDAs in our life. So. Uh, you know, for any epic listeners out there, don't worry. We can keep secrets. Jonas will tell you privately. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we got one here. Let's see. Um, uh, we got one from Nicole. Nicole's in our Discord as well. Shout out to Nicole. She says, thanks for all the tips that you gave me last podcast. I've started to work on building and have already seen improvements in my game. If you have if you guys are ever playing mobile, I'd love to play with you all. Although my console skill could use some work, I can hold my own on mobile. My gamer tag is Nicole C L L N, and I wanted to share with you something that people are doing in my school's conference. They started a tournament for Fortnite with all of the schools. Unfortunately, my school CCA didn't make it past the first round. But it, it's really cool to see the competition unfold. Their Twitter page is WAMACFortnite. So W-A-M-A-C Fortnite there. You can see the logistics of how they made it all work. Hey, Nicole, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the shout-out. Um, definitely keep those Fortnite Fortnites from the FTR champions. Keep those going in your life and uh, getting a little better. I do play mobile. I don't think No Zero does at all, but I do play. I'll some. go over there and let Nicole carry me to a victory royale. Yeah, carry us to the victory royale. We need we need some mobile. I suck at mobile. I can't do it, man. I, I think it's my fingers are too big for it. I don't know. Your fingers are too big, bro. See, that's you know, it's, that's a good thing. I'm, yeah, I got I'm, those sausage fingers. I'm, I'm little and scrawny, so, you know, those, the screen and my little, my little bitty baby fingers, it works well. So... <laughs> Well, guys, as always, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. No Zero, this turned out to be a little bit longer than we anticipated, but we hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we'll be back with another guest. As always, guys, you can uh, shoot us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, or Google, or Podbean. Uh, you can always file your complaints over at fortnitepodcast at gmail.com, and our bosses will get on to us and write us up. And tell us what you like and dislike about the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Fortnite Podcast, myself, Too Loud TX, and Noel Zero at NOLXERO. And uh, make sure you check out those Fortnite Reddit pages as well. Shout out to the community over there. 
And as always, No Zero, it's been good talking to you once again. Let's win some more duos. And until next time, guys, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.